Located in the heart of Darlinghurst, Sydney and home to where some of Sydney's biggest PTs love to train, it's big on social media, it's big in real life and without a doubt you've probably seen 98 Gym pop up on Body Science. Let's check out why. Welcome to the Body Science Podcast, bringing you everything you need, want and should know about health, fitness, nutrition and training. As always, the information contained in this podcast is for the information purposes only and is not designed to diagnose or be prescriptive to treat, prevent or manage any injury, disease or other health-related condition. Today's podcast is brought to you by 98online, that's 98gym.com. Unlock the state-of-the-art coaching from Australia's leading strength and conditioning coaches, built for those who are hungry to take their fitness to the next level. I use it personally with my team, we love it, get on board, $9 a week, best money you've ever spent. Welcome to Body Science HQ, the home of fit, happy and healthy. Today we have three gurus. I know you all hate that word gurus, but you guys need to accept you are. In the fitness industry here with me, Harriet Walker, dietitian to the stars these days. <laughs> Getting there. Along with Harriet is Harriet does the dietetics for a gym in Sydney called 98 Gym. So if you guys want to check out 98 Gym, if you do live in the dark ages and haven't seen it, it's at 98 Riley Street Gym. And with me is Chris Feather and Kev Toonan. Chris is the owner of 98 Riley Gym with Russell Crowe. You guys might might have heard of Russell. So just a little bit of background on you, Chris. I'm from the north of England, yep. a small place called Keithley, which would be near Leeds. Over there, I played rugby league for about 11, 12 years, had a year in France, and then moved to Australia and opened the gym in Darlinghurst. I've been there for the last seven years now. And your philosophy on training is a little different to traditional gyms. I think coming from a professional sport background, it was always about performance and not about anything else. Like nobody cared what you looked like in your speedos on a weekend if you played shit on a Friday night. And sort of took taking that philosophy of like performance over everything into the gym on a day-to-day basis and you know people seem to like it. Next to him is Kev Turner. Kev is ex-Special Ops. Have I got that right mate? I worked within the uh, Special Operations Command uh, for a number of years. I was in the military for 18 years. Predominantly my my last few years I ran uh, and was involved in a high performance program within that community so that was from strength conditioning, the physio psychology type of area as well but we looked at basically in enhancing performance from every point of view with the, the outcome being a longevity in, in a soldier's career. So that's the whole idea that program was from. And I've taken those ideas and then we've placed them into the program at 98. So you want a, a fitter, faster, stronger individual who's both cognitively aware and has a decent mindset as well. Now I see, Chris, that you're, you're trained in the art of suffering. You're uh, one of 20 Jim Jones qualified trainers. Is that the right word? Yeah, it's slightly different now. Yep. We, we did, there was a certified instructor program that took me about five years to work through. Went to Utah where the gym is uh, for the sort of four years, keeping up a certain standard in, in my fitness and like practical tests and stuff like that. When then eventually I was uh, certified as a fully certified instructor. The certification since has changed. It, it's slightly different now. At the time, it was one of the hardest things I've ever done. So why would someone want to train with you two? I mean, just hearing those two background, I mean, not from a technical point of view, because obviously you got that covered, but from a why would I walk in your gym and want to train with you two? I guess the reason being that you're not worried about anything else other than performance. You either want to get stronger, you want to get fitter, because th- that's what we do. Yep. And same for me. Like I've, I've never ever been interested in anything other than like how do I be, become a, a more effective member of a team? And that's what's always worried me, and it still does. I don't want to be the weakest link in the chain. And I think that idea we, we bring to the gym. So I guess if you want to come in and train with us, whether it's online or within the gym, that's all you need to bring is, is the attitude and the mindset is that you want to improve yourself, and we can do that. That for me is like the 
the big defining factor, the difference with us, because we're, we're worried about performance only. Chris, big one for you here, and, and obviously you and Russell are very clever at what you do. Why aren't you following the traditional fitness center mantra of all the growth that's happening in those 24-7 unmanned gyms? Why aren't you guys playing in that area? I think we have a lot more to offer. There's gyms and there's gyms. I think, I guess our gym is not just a place, a building full of equipment. Mm-hmm. It's full of the knowledge around the trainers that are there, the ethos of the gym, like the standard of the gym. Every man and his dog could walk into a, like a 24-hour gym and just do whatever and, you know, yeah, you've ticked the gym box. Or you could spend the exact same amount of time and go somewhere where you're like held accountable, held to a certain standard by a group of people that you actually look up to. I think, yeah, gyms, like I said, there's there's plenty of gyms where you could just walk in there and, and walk out and for, you know, five to ten years and not really make that much of a difference on your life. And then you can sort of choose a gym that's actually going to do something. Looking back at gyms, gyms are 3,000 years old, like the theory of a gym 3,000 years ago. And obviously, like, here's a good one for the word gymnasium. And obviously, Instagram has embraced this. We can see it every day. That uh, it means a place to exercise naked. Well, I didn't know that one. No, didn't I mean, you really? Yeah. That's... Well, I've been missing out. <laughs> That's what the word gymnasium means. And... I've seen Instagram. As well. <laughs> yeah, there is a few, yeah. Look, there aren't many gyms that generally make us want to kick our fitness butt into gear. How do you get people in? Like, I've, I've been to your gym many times. It is something you feel when you walk through the front door. The pre, the post, everything. It's, it's truly unique. And I, I did take a couple of friends down there recently of older populations that I train with, and they just came out of that at different trainers. Stepping back from that, why do trainers come to 98 Riley to train? I think that there's a whole bunch of things that, that make it what it is. I think the knowledge base that, we, that we've got as individuals in terms of coaches is a big thing for other trainers. You know, because the idea is that you, you always want to keep learning and expanding. So I've got mentors as well that I always go to, and we're, we're really happy that we get other trainers come in that want to learn off us as well. And I think between, and that's a weekly thing with you guys too. They come in weekly, don't they? Yeah, I think we've all got coaches or trainers that, that we have coach along the way, which is great. Everyone should be doing that. Again, like we've all got people that we look up to as well, or we go and ask and bounce ideas off. And I think if you don't do that, then you're stagnant. And then if you're stagnant, you're going backwards. You're not moving forwards. I think the community that we've built, but I think Chris is predominantly responsible for that community. The fact that when we were talking just before about how I still get nervous every Friday before our YF sessions, and that's not because I'm scared of the workout. I'm scared of not being as effective as I should be. So I'm more worried about my performance based around, I hope I can do well enough to support the whoever's team I'm on. The reason that it, the gym is something more is, is because we don't focus on what everyone else focuses on, which I think tends to be the mirror. There are no mirrors in 98, are there? There's a couple, mate, and I'm trying to put a kettlebell through Kev's every day. working heavily on trying to get them down ASAP. So where will you do your your selfies if you get rid of those, Kev? Well, I think the phone turns backwards. Okay, nice. You can do that. Someone should tell people that. (laughs) (laughs) There's a lot of pros and cons of gyms in Australia. Let's talk about the industry. Let's just jump off 98 Gym for a second and talk about where you think the industry's going as a whole. Is this something you guys talk about or is that your IP? Keep that to yourself? Uh, I think the population in general is getting more educated on fitness. General fitness, you know, how to get fit, how to eat better. There's a lot more. You only need to type in to Google and if you, you look deep enough you can find you know the best way to get stronger glutes you know yep. so I think a lot of the you know fads and things that are popping up here there and everywhere basically renaming things that have been around for thousands of yep. years are going to fizzle out people don't need like to be entertained people don't go to the gym I don't I don't feel anyway now these days or hopefully they don't to be entertained it's about they want to get fitter and stronger and like Kev said be a better person and I do see like there's a few more gyms sort of popping up and trainers and you know things like that that are doing a re- really good job in and around Sydney in and around you know guy like Kev said guys that we look up to follow in America or back in England or, or wherever I think there's a lot a long way to go I still think there's a lot of um, shit out there 
but I think it's it's slowly working its way around now. I think if you keep coming back to the, the same thing, that there's a template that works, and unfortunately it involves going to the gym once or twice, you know, in a week. You've got to be consistent all the time. You can't just pay off everything you've done for the last four or five years and then think that 28 minutes or six-minute abs is going to work. I think where we come from is a, is a place of realism. If you train daily and commit to, to good eating, if you're consistent and you don't bullshit yourself, it'll pay off. Where I think where the industry sometimes loses itself is they, they try and trick people into thinking that this will work or this will work. Where the template is, if you work really hard, eat really well, and do those things consistently, what's going to happen? The byproduct of that is that you'll be you fit, healthy, strong, and your body will generally look better than it was if you just drank beer and ate like shit. And I think, unfortunately, we don't say that enough. Or we celebrate things that may or may not be be true there's mm-hmm. a lot of myths and, and crap out there that people have got to wade through like you say when you google fitness the amount of lies that come up exponentially it's it's you know and harriet be have to be the same with nutrition the crap out there that people are peddling where really if you look into it it's just a little bit of hard work and and i think a lot a lot of people these days aren't interested in it people are buying the options that aren't associated with hard work and mm. that's training and that's nutrition but i think with somewhere like riley street you go in there expecting hard work and you actually begin to appreciate what you get from for working hard you know like I remember walking into Raleigh Street for the first time like five years ago and I didn't know what to expect but there was something about that environment that brought me up brought something out of me that I'd never really sort of and I've been sort of training and competing in various sports for years but the intensity that I got out of myself in that environment was completely different and I still haven't really found a place where I will go to to train and get that level of intensity out of myself and I think that's what most people will find when they go into Raleigh Street is there is an expectation there and it's not a bullshit expectation you have to you can't fake that level of work that you do when you're there you just can't fake that so I think hard work is something that you cannot fake and the results are what come out you know on the number of the screen on the erg you know what I mean so why did you walk in there in the first place I got taken there by a mate of mine so he's been trained there for a while I knew that I was into you know training and fitness and liked a little bit of a pummeling so mm-hmm. took me along did a session and yeah hooked ever since like I again I'd wanted to to feel that way again and again and again. So every time I was up in Sydney, it was looking for that fix, I suppose, of what I saw in myself when I was training like that. I wanted to see that again because that was a level that I hadn't been able to achieve by myself. And is that something you guys, there's a lot of experience between you two, obviously, special ops and training Russell, that must be special in itself. Is that something that has been brought into the gym and you two are able to connect on that level? I was attracted to it while the gym was still going. I was uh, I was still in WA and I heard about the gym through a mate of mine. And I heard WA. Yeah. And I heard about Chris and I heard about the gym. So that place was already, and, and that culture is already set before I got there. It's, that's all on Chris. I, I keep going back to this every time we're allowed to speak in mass on a podcast is that he's responsible for it. Culture that I would have if I was left to my own devices would be me and probably one other person that could tolerate me. And some um, very heavy metal music <laughs> constantly. And Chris was yeah. obviously attracted to Kevin's beard. <laughs> that's so. right. Yeah. But that's, that's something that we, we can't look past. Like I bring certain things to the table to be able to create that culture, to be able to manage everything that comes along with managing a place like 98 that's on him like and that's something that he occasionally just consistently pushes aside and brushes aside like it's no big deal i challenge you to find another place anywhere on the planet that feels like not 98 and so i wanted to train there and there was no other place i wanted to work after i left the military other than that place and it was due to to, to him doesn't like to talk about it because he's like he is humble as much as people like to hashtag that shit these days count on one hand the type of like the great bosses and leaders i've had in my time like he's on that list I think anything in terms of culture community and you'll get blokes who 
to go into Raleigh Street with an ego and you'll see them walk out with their tail between their legs because they've been they haven't been told what to do they've been shown their standard and I've seen it a couple of times where a couple of blokes have been brought down a couple of pegs which is quite nice because they all go away with a different level of reflection of themselves as well it's interesting to watch talking about culture and I'm not sure if you're an expert on culture but you obviously know how to bring one to the gym environment what created the 98 culture a lot of people probably don't know but Russell is very much into branding and a whole lot and I'm not an expert on Russell but he's very much into knowing his brand knowing what he wants a very like fortunate start I think for me in the gym I'd worked with Russell on a few movies training him for a few movies around the world and we traveled around and in this time I was doing the Jim Jones certification that I was doing and we were actually working on Superman the movie where Russell played a role in that and Russell was being trained by the guys at Jim Jones and I was sort of overseeing it at the time before I even uh, really knew much about Jim Jones but when I came back to Sydney and said look I want to open this gym like so he on the he owned the 98 Riley Street yep. building at the time. I said, let's open this gym in the bottom of, of your building. I want to make it, you know, like an exclusive kind of place. He's like, yep, sweet, 50 members. Let's do this. Let's do that. I think this would be really good. Like you were really into his sort of training at the time. And, and like you say, he's very like, he's once he's into something he's into it you only need to look at sort of South Sydney he goes 100% and he for the last five years up until last year where I bought sort of bought him out the majority of him he's been very like behind it you know obviously financially and also behind it sort of comes in there and, and makes sure everything's going alright and he's, he's like, like I've learned a lot from him as well about you know like the branding and exclusivity and standards of you know how to keep it So Kev you've bought a culture from obviously the army how did that fit into the 98 culture when you got there? Oh, my, my transition out, it's about 18 years, very close to 20 years in the military. I'm not sure if it's ever going to leave me. I don't know if I developed any any more empathy. It fits in quite well. I've learned a whole lot in the last couple of years as well, more so than I, I ever would have if I stayed in. So the, the growth for me has been exponential in terms of learning about business, learning about training outside from the, the military. It's been a, a big change. I've also moved into training a lot more athletes since I've been out as well, but I've learned so much from the gym because I've not found another place where I training actually meant something like I wanted the same feeling working in a gym as I did when I have in the military like I wanted to go to work with my mates every yeah. day and that's what I want I want to be in and around people that I can learn from the people that I respect and that's all I want I, I don't care about what's inside those or what the walls look like I don't care whether it's glitzly glamour I don't care what car I drive what I care about is I need to believe in something I can never sell anything I don't believe and by selling it I mean like I'm, I'm 100% behind it so when I was getting out there was the only place I wanted to, to work because of that very reason. I've learnt more in the last two years about you know almost everything than I have you know, myself and uh, in business than I did in 18 years or so in the military. You know, you touched on belief and that, that's a massive thing in any play, whether it's work-life relationships. How do you build that belief week after week with, say, your FYFs on Friday? Now, that's uh, you're invited to that, is that correct? Yeah, I'll invite people to come and train. All the trainers at 98 Gym are invited and then yeah. we invite a few people that we... That I rate highly. So I've seen some big names in there. Like, obviously, you guys know the right people to invite. What belief system on an FYF, and you guys have to look below in the notes to see what an FYF is because we're not going to say it on the podcast. Why do these people come to that session where they know that it is going to be a session that dictates how you feel tomorrow? It is going to be a session that you pick the teams on who's doing what? The best part is it's luck of the draw. Like, we've been drawing them out of a hat lately. Okay, so it yeah. is it's random. Yeah, definitely. I think those sessions for everyone involved 
excited is like the work work is hard it's always attainable you can always do the work the idea being and and the reason it's it's so cool is is that well monday to thursday for us is that we train individually you know with each other but we work on ourselves you know monday tuesday wednesday thursday we train so we can get stronger we get fitter we get more conditioned and then friday is our time to show that in terms of like how hard can i go for my team so i'm working for someone other than myself my job is to jump on the ski the bike the rower whatever i have to do and work my ass off so the guy or the girl behind me doesn't have to work as hard and the idea is that he or she's thinking the same thing it just rolls on and, and you saw at that time you know when you're in there as well like everyone is not thinking about anything other than picking the stuff up putting it down as quickly as they can and also minimize the work the next person has to do because there's an idea of like i need to carry as much of this weight as I can for everyone else. Chris is in charge of inviting people along. We've had different people come in, people that are interested about taking selfies afterwards, which don't, they're no longer there. And then we've got people that we've just seen and we like their work ethic and their mindset. And you think to yourself, like, you know, in a situation, whatever it is, you, you could count on that person. I think about it a lot like playing footy. You can, um, from retiring from playing footy, you still trained. We trained the same. In fact, training were, became slightly more enjoyable because you didn't have you know, I didn't do a lot of the stuff that I really didn't like playing footy, but I had a massive gap where the game was on a weekend. And then I think looking at it like that, like that's our kind of game day. The mentality of the trainers or the people, it's not always trainers, just people around that, that I invite matches that. It's like picking a team, like would I want this person on my team in my, you know, 17 players running onto the field on a Friday? Yep, sweet. All right, well, you can come. There are, it's always people, you know, people want to win. The funny thing is at the end of it, we never, nobody ever kind of says, if it's like a 21k ski for time it's not kind of you don't finish and be like oh who won what would a time like yeah. no one really cares it's just that the feeling at the end of it where you're fully exhausted you've done everything you can for your team and everyone knows that and, and then you walk away nobody cares about the winner which sounds so cliche but it's very true oh, it's not if you've been there on the day you know exactly what you're talking about there's yeah. a lot of lying around at the end yeah. <laughs> a lot of sweat angels on the floor yeah, yeah. <laughs> sweat angels nice one thing I've noticed is like when you look at the stats of people who train in Australia about 7 million Australians go to the gym in some capacity we'd be looking at how true some of those numbers were about nearly 4 million a female I've noticed that at 98 gym that you have a lot of girls turn up on the day and deliver testing is is, is, the, is the best part is that last time we did testing we just finished testing again as a gym where we do um, lower body upper body we tested all the energy systems last time pound for pound the girls were stronger is that right yeah and I called the dudes out on it too because it's, it's all equal these days which is cool but the women were stronger and worked harder than the guys and then we fast forward to last week where we tested again and the numbers slowly coming out they're a lot closer together there's there's girls and guys and if I had to pick there's a whole bunch of girls that would be ahead of a whole bunch of guys to pick on a team 100% yeah. you definitely pick some of the girls over some of the guys like I was saying on your team of 17 not yeah. sure I think as a coach I tend to tend to see less ego in females than I do in males like you have to break through a whole lot more barriers with some guys because they have this preconceived idea of how strong they are and they get that way because they have physical strength as a gift earlier on and they live off that uh, where females have a little bit but they they tend to have to really knuckle down be technically proficient and and do the whole work the whole the whole one percenters to get where they need to go where guys will miss that still get to a certain point and then have to realize that they've like not done the work go back and start again and we see that with all a lot of our females i think yeah. that the trends are within sort of the fitness industry there's a lot of more women going into the gym now and i think generally speaking we're starting a little bit later than what dudes would in the gym like i was doing you know body pump classes for way too long but that was my entry level you're not trying to get those in a nine eight gym are you no 
Bars. <laughs> so I was looking for a laugh there, Kevin. It didn't work. Bad Not joke. Sorry. Too yeah. <laughs> scoff instead. That'd be uncomfortable. <laughs> <laughs> I think women are starting a little bit later on the weights, or the. But I think you know, with each generation or each few years, they're starting a little bit younger. And what we're seeing is they're keeping up. It's for the fact that you know they might not have started at you know 15 or like you see guys going to the gym no together. And yeah, yeah. They're you know they're all hanging out there doing you know yeah. going to the gym pretending like they can deadlift. But I mean, I probably first touched a barbell when I was maybe 20. 10 years later, I'm finally figuring out how to deadlift properly. That's between a lot of undoing of crap form and then having to redo it again, but chipping away at it. And I think it's great seeing the chicks come into the gym and there's no bullshit there either. Like it's no bitchiness. There's no, I don't know, stereotypical stuff there. When you go into 98 Riley Street, you see another chick pulling like a, you know, like Kate Hilliard just, uh, you know, killed her own world record on the ski erg in Riley Street. There's no like, uh, you know, it's full on respect to Mondo because that she did the work yeah. and she got the respect watching her on that. Yeah, everyone can yeah. see the work and they understand too by by being around it all the time. I mean, if someone tried to talk bad against someone because they've done something well in the gym, I mean, and Chris has done it before, they'll be excused and their membership will be cancelled because we value people way more over money. So that's a military part you bought in, obviously? I would do more because he's, <laughs> You'll be so, leaving much, now, thank he's you. so much nicer than I am. <laughs> I'm only joking. Um, head of HR, actually. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> you'd be fantastic at it. So these sessions that you and the trainers do on Fridays where you push the limits, you then roll that out with your members next day, don't you? Yeah, usually. Yeah. We, um, so it's one in all in. Yeah, we roll it out on a Saturday yeah. because we do, I mean, the 98 program, which is what the, what we run at the gym and what we sell online is like exactly what I'm doing. So like I follow it, the train, you know, I jumped in this morning and did the, the Monday class. And so we jump in on a Friday. It's not like, it's not that we're any better than them or there's any difference. It's like literally, right, this is what we're going to do. You're, they all see it on a Friday that we've done it and then they can be nervous all night yeah. and come in, <laughs> in the morning and do it and then feel like a million dollars at 10 o'clock. Mind you, there's, there's guys that jump in our, our Friday session, a couple of members that back it up the next morning as well. Wow. And Chris has done it numerous yeah. times because there's been numbers out. And it's also about making sure that these guys see that we're capable of doing something that we program. I think that's the worst thing in the world is someone throws something out there and doesn't know how it feels. Yeah. Like that's it's really important. Yeah, that's that's a massive one for me. Uh, like I I stand behind it 100%. The program that we run and the sessions that we do, it's like black and white. The bit isn't there's no it's not rocket science. It's been going on for years and years now. Playing footy, we were doing the same movements. We were doing a lot of rowing and squatting and deadlifting and pull up. You know, it might have been in a different kind set out slightly different but it's not there's no. no like it's not like we're inventing an exercise like oh this is the new like special type of push-up that's really good that no one you know that's going to make you 10 times stronger than a normal push-up will yeah. it's totally black and white like this is what we do this makes you better sweet so we stand behind it the FYF is exactly the same it's not there's no like there's no tricks or no like random movements so it's generally just grunt work that everyone can do as long as they've got a bit of heart about them and one of the problems you guys face is you've capped out you've got a certain amount of space so you've gone online so that programming is available now at yeah, 98gym.com yeah you can get the program online uh, go to 98gym.com and you can download the program or uh, sign up to the program online and the reason we've done that I, I guess people need to understand as well is that we're not we weren't willing we could put more people in the gym we could put another 100 or so in the gym but then we sacrifice the coaching as well so we we cap our numbers in, in every session we don't want the members to suffer because of more cash yep. like, there's nothing worse than going in the gym having one instructor 
instructor, one coach, you know, with 30 people, and you see 20 people squatting wrong, yeah. you know, that, there's, that's, that's rubbish. So the only way to get around that was to keep the numbers where they are and then move online. Also because we've got so many people asking for it as well. It was just, it, it, it made sense because, you know, people asking, can you take a picture of this? Can you send me what you did today? Can you do this? Can you do this? We developed the online platform so everyone can, can benefit as well. And that must have been really hard for you, Chris, from a cultural point of view to, to maintain that integrity of what you built with your brand to go and put that in an online platform where there's a heap of shit nicely put very eloquent there. like for you to actually go there there must have been a lot of thought process into what you're going to achieve and I'd love to hear or share with people what, what you're actually delivering there, there were a lot of thought went into it and it's taken a long time like every man and his dog has got you know online program coming yeah. soon every, everywhere I look what's it been like over 12 months because well your program is one of the best kept secrets your online program and that's why I wanted to get you guys on to talk about <laughs> it because I think we need to share it with more people we spent a lot of time working it. We, firstly, we did the program in in the gym for a year, so we've we've done it for a year. We've you know we obviously knew it worked beforehand, but we have results. We've tested everyone, and then it were like, all right, you know, why does the gym work so well? What are the what are the few things we questioned a lot of the members and looked like did a lot of sort of reading up on it, and it turned out that it was like the program was a big sort of key part, obviously the community that's in the gym, and then the trainers that we have. So they were kind of the three things that came out. You know, it wasn't about you have the latest ski ergs and the you know the really cool like bumper plates and this and that like nobody actually gave a shit about that stuff it was about those three things so we're like all right well how can we replicate that online so that people i have mates in england that i played footy with are like oh can you can you send it through every you know so we can do it every day and like our mates in perth and everything else so we were like right how can we replicate it so we basically replicate the program the program that we run every morning or every day at riley street is on is online so you get that day and you get the day before and, and the day after so that's how we replicated the program. The sort of knowledge stuff and the trainers stuff came about. We have a movement library. So every movement that's on there, uh, we were talking earlier about the GTS. Like if it's on the program, you're not sure what it is. It's always hyperlinked. So you just press a hyperlink. It goes to the movement library. It tells you exactly what it is. It has like the points of performance uh, and that kind of thing. And then some other knowledge stuff on there, like the nutrition stuff's all on there by Harriet. We have some articles from like Kevin and myself and like a few other people, some interesting interviews and stuff on there. And then we also, the community side of it, we're like a little bit more like, shit, how do you, you know, like doing a program by yourself in your gym at home is all some people can do. Like yeah. it's the best way, it's the most efficient way for them to get through it. But sometimes it feels a bit like, you know, all right, I'll read this and is this good or is it bad? I don't know if I've done right here. So we, we put um, like a discussion board underneath each day. Okay. So like say this morning, I jumped on there, did the class. I jumped on there and just put, you know, hit this amount of calories in this effort and this many rows and this is the ball I use and this is a kettlebell I used and it, it were a fairly tough session now somebody can jump on there and say like oh look Chris did this now but I just just before we came in I think there was like 10 or 12 comments on there of people that have done it this morning already from all different places uh, like guys and girls and different ages so you can go on there and be like oh look, oh Pico's just done this this is what he got I'm probably a little bit you know fitter or similar to him I'll try and hit these numbers yeah. so it gives you that like and people are jumping on there like sort of posting and what they're getting seeing how people are going looking to see and it it builds that kind of community. So that's what we're hoping to provide. So you're getting mainly trainers coming on board at the moment? Everyone. Yeah. yeah, absolutely everyone. I mean, look, we did it purely at the start. So like basically some of our mates can jump on board as well. And it's just, it's 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 got a lot of people jumping on. So we've got girls, guys, mums, dads. It doesn't really matter because it's all, it's not based on, I guess people get a little bit scared or frightened from the outside looking in. They think that we, we might train a little bit harder than everyone else. You're talking about me when you say that, aren't you? Have you? I don't know if you've been in the gym. No, I've seen you there once. <laughs> 
No, I, I understand. Definitely not in shorts anyway. <laughs> <laughs> Dickos allowed in there with it on. The way it's planned is, is based off your own level of experience. We don't hit a certain number. We don't ask you, you must hit this or you must hit this. The workout's there and we give you a guide on percentages we, and then you can go to the online and, and to, on the community and have a look at, right, this guy did this or this girl did this. Like, you know, you can look back at the other comments and think, all right, I should measure myself somewhere along the line of I should be midway is about here. If you've got a question, ask because Chris and I are on there every day. Okay, It's there so it's a sounding board of like, hey, I've, oh, you know, I haven't got a rower. I've, I can only run today. What should I do? Hey, I'll do this. Or my dumbbell only goes up to this weight. What should I do instead? So we're there to answer those things every day because that community is as, as important to us as the one in, inside the gym. You know? That's impressive. Not yeah. a lot of people online are actually talking to people. Online, yeah. Yeah, yeah so you, yeah, we're on there every day because we are. We're like, I'm, I'm generally interested to how, like, like, I know the results from the program inside the gym. Yep. Like, I've seen a 50 52 kilo girl pull 115 kilos the other day and then get faster on the ski everything gets better and not only do they get stronger physically their mindset changes they start to see that they're a little, little bit more capable of everything else in their life so they look back at the hardest day in the gym and then they start to look at like okay actually that wasn't that hard like use that as a stepping stone to, to something else and that's what we want like i don't want people to to get fit and strong just to go out in a really tight t-shirt you know you can do that anywhere what i want is people to use this physicality and this mindset to go and do stuff they haven't done before i want them to go and climb a mountain i want them to go and play faster football stronger football you know and i use the same template like i've got owen franks who's an all black just played his hundred cap nice for the all blacks uh, yeah. Steak restaurant? Yes, yeah, he has got a nice steak restaurant uh, who eats carnivore uh, as well. But, he's a carnivore man, isn't he? Yeah, yeah, he eats some carbs before a game and yep. stuff. He's also, I mean, you, you can't fault... He's been around for so long, and steak tastes good. Let's let's be honest. It's not your fault. It's not my fault. It's the cow's fault. Steak tastes good. But the same template that we use in the gym is very similar to the way I program for him as well. So we do some strength stuff. We do some speed stuff. We do some energy system development stuff. So it doesn't matter in terms of your elitism or your amateur level, whatever it is. If you apply yourself to everyday training, eat better than you did the day before, try to get better sleep. That's it's just going to take care of itself, and you and you do it for longer than than two weeks. This is the so why would someone like Owen come and train with you? Well, I met Owen when I was still in the military and we initially didn't hit it off. We actually argued because we're both hard-headed. He just liked the way, I guess, I, I told the truth without any filter. For those who don't know and those overseas, he's just had his 100 cap for the All Blacks. He did, yeah. So, yeah. Yes, he's a... Um, it's a pretty special... Yeah, he's done, I don't know, well, he's on his way to his third World Cup for the uh, the All Blacks as well. Uh, and he's just come back from some injuries, so we're working on his explosiveness, his speed. But, I mean, he's the guy too that if you go back and, and read anything about him nothing I do really touches the type of guy he is because he's done all the work himself like I could I could give him you know two minutes of skipping and, and five push-ups and he would do that to the intensity that he could muster in himself like he would do everything the right way he eats well he sleeps well he's a professional in everything he does so there's no way shape or form am I claiming anything any accolade accolades are his like they're all on him but in terms of the difference of, of programming it's it's basically the same thing. No, you're not going to go out and play 100 games for the All Blacks, unfortunately. The template is there that you can't skip around biological laws of training. You know, that they're just, they are what they are. If, if someone tries to tell you different, they're lying to your face. Can you do it in 28 minutes? No, you can't. You know, can you do it in six minutes? No, you can't. You've got to spend the time to get the results. That's the program. There's, there's no myths. There's no lies. You'll see the work and you'll see the results if you do the work. And we're there online every day ourselves. So when you say we see the results, are you monitoring your online community? 
community like you do your yeah so they tested as well the online guys tested so everything that happens in the gym daily happens online daily as well so they all they all tested as well i'll correlate all that data and what um, are we testing for do you mind are we allowed to know yeah yeah it's cool so we do a one rm deadlift mm -hmm. and and then we do body weight pull-ups max body weight pull-ups and there's a reason for the, the deadlift i like to do because it's an all-over body pull you know so if your your grip strength isn't strong then you're not going to pick the bar up and it's also a bit of a safer way to do than a back squat which people like to, to use but if you get crushed by a back squat as opposed to a deadlift you can't pick it up it's not going to go anywhere it shouldn't anyway body weight pull-ups because there's real good correlation between that and the way you use your body in terms of sprinting fat-free mass as well we do a 30 second assault bike test on the same day so same day yeah so you yeah, nice yeah it's not really it's like <laughs> Uh, not not straight after yep. each other, the appropriate amount of rest, and we measure calories. I would like to measure watts, but can't always do that. You've got to have someone standing there. So the 30 seconds is as close to as we can. What we're looking at there is your ability to, to push your actual strength into speed and power and that, that anaerobic system. And then we'll do 50 box jumps for time. And we do that for a couple of reasons because it's a bridging gap between the last test and the next test that we do. But also it's a skill that people have to muster. And we did that for a couple of reasons. For some reason, women don't like to jump up and down on things in terms of box jumps. I haven't heard this myth, but uh, no. We, have, we seem to have a... It's, it's careful a, where you're walking, you Kev. Yeah, I'm not, <laughs> I'm not scared of... It's yeah. the shins, it's the shins. Yeah, this is a big heavy table. For I've seen it over a number of years that they don't like to jump onto boxes on and off. So it's a skill they have to muster. Is it a padded box? Because that's fine. I don't care. But we did that to develop a skill and, and also it's a, a, it's a bit of a, a bridge between the next test, which is a 2K ski row or an eight-minute assault bike test. Or? Not not the not, not all three. My all-time favourite. And those things... You guys that, pretty much launched the assault bike in Australia, didn't you? <laughs> I know you didn't officially launch it, but your gym and your outbound communications were very heavily involved with... Spend a lot of time on the assault bikes. Yeah. yeah. Well, because they just... There's nowhere to hide. That little screen will... will directly it would give you feedback on how hard you work can't lie to you you can't there's nothing wrong with it it's not like jumping on the scales and twisting it one way or the other can't add a few pounds on it you can't cheat the movement it's same with a rower and the skier like like he says you if you go hard you'll get the number and if you if you don't you won't so there's no and there's no <laughs> there's no way around that yeah which is why it's I such a great tool. I think people avoid things with screens that they give them feedback because they, you can tell. Yeah, yeah. You can tell whether you're working or not. But the, the testing is there also. We don't expect everyone to blow the doors off their testing. What we expect is that you get a benchmark and the next time we test, if you've worked really hard between last testing, this testing, you'll get better results. And I've just seen that. Like I, I release the data and I release the testing results in a, in a week or so. The results are just impressive. It's so impressive with guys and girls, guys that come in that could you know deadlift 85 and are pulling like 150s and 160s now girls that could barely hang onto a bar and not do one pull up and are now punching out seven eight i love those testing days and i understand too there's some issues with people testing they get a little bit scared mm -hmm. as well because it gives them a they get direct feedback on where they sit i like testing i tested as well most of the guys in the gym tested all it is is that you get to you know exactly where you are at, on that day oh you got to have accountability in life yeah and it's not against anyone else no. we're not we're not going to put them on a leader board in the gym and be like this guy's you know it's just exactly like Kev said and I think with Kev as well a lot of the you know obviously he writes the program he tell he talks to a lot of people about the why 
why like why we're doing it i think like you're saying the girls we have a lot of girls in there now Mm. and one of the first sort of weeks of the program is is programming bench press now none of them you can imagine none of them are 90 percent of them 95 percent don't want to do bench press i don't want to do bench press because i don't want to get bigger chest i don't want to get that but i say like out of that 95 percent of them 85 percent of them all wanted to be better at pull-ups kev's like look if you want to be better at pull-ups we need to do some bench we need to push as well and so he explains it all to them so that they totally understand why they're doing it you know like they'd walk in there and if you said right you're doing bench and they were like well why are we doing it so i'll just do it they wouldn't come back and the gym wouldn't be as successful as it is but because he can explain to every one of them individuals guys and girls as to why you're doing this and yes maybe this isn't your what you normally choose when you walk in the gym but that's why you can't do a pull-up so if you start doing this and you start doing the supplementary stuff that we program and you start you know following it this is where you'll be in 12 weeks time and it's it proves itself it's proved itself again so if i was uh, running a corporate health program and i wanted to set up a program for my team my employees what type of equipment would i have to have to be able to run your programming well you need you know get a rower and a salt bike or a ski you yeah. don't don't have to have them all you can you, even then you could run uh, sometimes but you one of those equipment he's the executive let's buy the equipment like, yeah, yeah yeah and then you'd have some kettlebells yep. you know uh, depending on your employees you know you can get a 12 up to a 32 mm-hmm. you get yourself a couple of dead balls 25 35 depending how strong you are now the stronger you get the, the more you can the heavier you can go get yourself a barbell with some some weight again depending on how strong you get unfortunately with the program you're just going to get stronger and fitter and faster so you're going to have to go and buy more weight yeah, but people don't a, mind backing up a second time it's that fit like yeah, that initial yeah. span i mean so you're not talking much more than a couple of gym memberships really not really and and to be honest we've got guys like one of our guys who, who used to be in the gym is now where's charlie at the moment like an outback i don't yeah. know where like there is a lot of dust and not much else where harriet lives out that way <laughs> <laughs> she's left camera oh. um, <laughs> charlie basically has his own little setup he went to to aussie strength and, and set himself up there with the basics with a barbell some kettlebells some dead balls he's got a sandbag that he filled with a whole bunch of dirt and he gets around everything he needs to and then if he has any questions he jumps onto the the community page and says hey i want to hit this because you can see a day in front and a day behind if he looks ahead and says hey i'm not sure about this what do i do then we can jump on and say mate do this instead the 32 was really easy what should i do hey just add another you know five reps into this one so i think this this set out is really simple i think there's more and more people People doing that as well like the the whole like you know people are busy mm-hmm. and people exactly. say people say to me all the time or oh, i'm thinking about joining the gym but i live in 25 minutes away and i'm like it's probably a little bit too too far you know yeah. like if you're working you have a, a kid or a baby or whatever and you you don't want to be spending an extra hour in the car just to go to the gym the chances are that you'll look at that hours drive and be like actually i won't bother going if you've got a bit of space in your garage and you can put like a squat stand and a, like say a kettlebell a dead ball and, a, and an air bike you can you can get very very fit just following that i see more and more people just putting a little little setups in the yeah. gar- i mean i if i didn't have the gym that's 100 what i would do because i wouldn't be going to a gym i think it works as well like if you go to a gym and you the majority of people walk in there and they don't know what to do then this this cures that problem for you 100 so you've got six days of programming there that you can if you want you can cherry pick or you can just do the program as is and you can walk into a virgin to a snap fitness to a fitness first whatever you want to do with that on your phone and do the program 
program and it's all there. All that equipment's already there as well. That's the beauty of it. So if all you had was a warehouse or a garage, you can get away with doing it. Best case scenario, you, you can do the same thing we do, but in another gym. We get a lot of trainers too that use it to, to train their clients. There's a couple of gyms on there that have replicated our programs as well, which is cool. It works and that's the best thing. I, like we both agreed and it, it goes back to the movement library on there where people you know, were giving us, you know, telling us like maybe you should shorten this and, and shorten that or not say this and say this where we, we just kept saying, okay, well, I would not stand behind that. Well, the reason I, the explanation is this long because it needs to be this long. The reason the video is this long because it needs to be this long. The reason I've got these bits in the warm-up because it has to be there. So I prime the body ready for the session. I don't care it would, if it would sell better. I don't care if it would make someone's, you know, would look better on a, on a screen. Don't care about that. Well, if you do it, the results will come and that's what we're worried about. So how long is a training session with you? Start, finish. An hour to 4 percent of your day or something? Yeah. Well, that's it. And, and that's another thing we usually get to is like, I don't have enough time in my day. Well, I get up at four. Chris is probably the same. Harry, 10, 11 o'clock during the day. <laughs> if uh, you're <laughs> You'd be the same as well. We all get up and we do what we need to do. Getting up at four in the morning means I have to go to bed at 8, 30, 9 o'clock so I can get almost my eight hours in. Like, is it hard for us to eat and train and do everything else we have to do during the day? Yes. We all have families. I think people think we lead this, this awesome lifestyle where we're just having coffee all day, which is not true. Like Chris this morning snuck into the gym before he started. Like I trained yesterday knowing full well that I was traveling today. You plan for it. And Ex having... Excuses always there if you look for them. You Do know? you know what though? I'd say like our members that we have now, that the, the yeah. guy, I mean, we only have, we capped at 200 members. That's exactly what they do as well. Yeah. It's people like, oh, look, I'm going to be away Monday, Tuesday. I'm traveling. I'm going to Singapore. Because there's a lot of them are, you yeah, know, working finance or whatever. Yeah. Yeah. Right. How can I how can I work my way around it? And you'll be like, look, yeah. come in on Sunday. Hit this on a Sunday. Try and do something in the hotel, when, you know, on the second day that you're there. And then we'll go, get back home on Wednesday. You know, like exactly that. They'll, they'll make solutions rather than Yeah, rather than like, oh, I'm going away. So I'm not going to come to the gym for three days. Straight away, you've lost any kind of like consistency or momentum, you know. If you spend an hour at night watching TV, you have an hour to Trained. You know, what you want to fill your day with and your brain with, that's what matters. There's too many examples out there for you to use anything other than time as an excuse. Like there are people that do have legitimate, I have a guy that comes in, he's on his phone as he walks in, he's actually trained while he's been in a board meeting on Bluetooth and on that for that reason I put him on the sled so he could breathe heavy. <laughs> um, if anyone has an excuse, this guy has an excuse and he hits every session, every time, like every week, that's it. This is exactly why we do it. We, we train the same way when we're away and it works really well. Well, for not just, but we had a, a guy uh, the other day and he ran the city to surf and all he's done was he's done the program. There is zero running in our program and he ran the city to surf and surprise, surprise, because his ligaments were stronger, tendons were stronger. He moved better because of the movement prep stuff we do at the start and the movements I put in the program, he ran really well. You know, you don't have to run to be fit. Yeah, that's another thing that I, I want to make sure people understand. That doesn't make you fit. I'm looking at longevity. I'm making sure that when I'm 50, 60 years old that I can still do everything I'm doing right now. You only need to look at like the changing sort of training athletes, like looking at rugby leagues as an example. When I were playing this 20 years ago, we were sort of running 5Ks, 10Ks on the, you know, like the only way we could get much fit was by running on the field. And now you look at it, they're, they're on the field as little as possible to get the skill work done, the game prep stuff done. Everything else is done, like keep, keep off your legs like don't get injured we do you know like the it don't need you don't need to run to be fit yeah. i'm a huge believer in it because I, 
Like it's the same sort of template we ran when I was in the army and that had real world consequences. Yeah. And there was no messing around there. We didn't fill the program with bits of shit because it looked really cool. We did it because I wanted everyone to go from cover to cover as fast as they can because the less time they were exposed to bullets. I wanted everyone to be robust as hell when they went through <clears throat> tough situations. I want people to be better at playing sport. I want people to you know, to feel more confident when they do stuff. And the simple fact is when you do that stuff, coupled with like, you know, following what Harriet does with the nutrition, you just look better, you feel better, you think better, and therefore you can pass it on to everyone else you're around as well. And that team environment probably makes you a better human too. That's it, yeah. Like you don't want to let someone else down. Like there's nothing more that worries me than on a Friday, I think about not like shit, whose team am I on? And I'm thinking about like, I hope I'm capable of keeping up with all these guys. That's that's what I'm worried about. So just a little snapshot on 98gym.com. Like I said before, if I'm an executive looking to bring a program into work, we could definitely look at 98gym.com. Yeah, yeah. There's everything on there. Plus, like, you know, there's more than you need. So if you were looking at doing any of that sort of stuff, you could sign up and you could fit yourself out with uh, like minimal equipment and run a really successful program. You know? So if I'm a husband and wife looking to set up something at home, I can definitely programming work? Exactly the same, yeah. We've got plenty of husbands and wives. Like we're yeah. talking about people that we've also like had a lot of members that have been uh, that have come that have moved away. Like they were saying about Charlie and a couple of other people that live sort of in the middle of nowhere. And it's like, yep, yeah, all right, we'll just buy this, this and this, put it in the garage or the barn or wherever they are. And they're following it exactly the same as we do. What about that 18 to 24-year-old young male that's copying a lot of bro science? Is he? Is he? You know what? I wish someone had grabbed me when I was that young, made me do this because I I wouldn't be getting up after an hour long flight with bad knees. Me it's, too. It's, it's honestly, I just I wish someone had grabbed me by the back of the head and just said, just do this for twelve months. And then tell me you're not a believer. I wish so if you're 18 to 24 and you have that unrelenting amount of testosterone, use it. Because now, if you set yourself up now, all the progress you make now, you, you'll keep. And as a byproduct, you know, well, I'm sorry about the skinny jeans, they're probably not going to work, but everything else is going to look good. Mm-hmm. You know, you will. But I wish someone had taught me how to squat properly, deadlift properly, told me about the fact that I don't need to go and do biceps until, you know, my arms stung. Because if I do a lot of pull ups and a lot of deadlifts, my arms are going to get big anyway. You know, make my back stronger, make my abs stronger and make my legs stronger so when I go and play sport I'll be fine and then I know how to move and that just translates into everyday life. I think from like a female perspective as well. Which I find it hard to talk from. Which you know you do a great job. Basically I think what you you know those the confidence that comes from knowing that you can get through a workout and it's not just you know guys versus girls you're you're all sitting at the table together like it's all as hard as you know we're all doing the hard work and the thought process that you have when you're halfway through an FYF when you're like I don't think I can finish this but you're in a room full of people who are all doing the same work and you're probably having those thoughts every now and then during the workout. When you get to the end of that, that sort of learning process when you're pushing through that barrier of I think I'm about to stop but you don't, that really applies itself to a lot of different other areas of your life because you know you're going to get to that point in the middle of a hard project where you go, I don't think I can do this but you know that, okay, that's just a fleeting moment. If I push through, it's all good. So there's a confidence that comes actually as a, as a female that I'm in a room full of blokes or chicks doesn't matter I can hold my own and I'm sitting at the table with them as well it's it's there's no I don't think there's a big disparity between the the abilities of the males and the females in the room so like if I was an 18 year old female and someone had given me this it would have like cut out a lot of bullshit thoughts that I was having you know in my mid-20s when you know you weren't sure whether you were oh, I don't want to look a certain way but it's like you get to the point where you're strong and you're fit I don't give a shit how I look I'm performing well this is 
because it goes from aesthetics and how I look well, in, my, in my bikini mm. body and, be, yeah, and, exactly. the, and I don't, yeah, I'm, I'm performing well. It's like with, you know, the whole sort of ethos, uh, the, the final sentence of the ethos of the gym is like we build resilience and that's exactly what it does. You, you go through these tough times in the gym, you suffer through some workouts, you do some things that you don't think you'll do and you do get through them so that when you do other stuff, it's like, meh, you know, I've, I've done a lot yeah, harder than this compare? before. Or you see it on the board when you get there and you're like, oh, testing, you know, people looking at 2K row and they're like, well, we did five 2K rows last week, so, you know, I'm going to be sweet and actually I'll probably smash it. You know, it builds that, it just builds that, like, It's also resilience. Like, it's real, too, to fail and to make mistakes and also not go as hard as you should have in a workout and we've all done it and then, you know, not just walk away and be okay with it. Like, you catch yourself, you're like, actually, I didn't do what I should do then. I should have gone a little bit harder. I, I actually had more in the tank and then you come back the next day or a lot of us done it where we've snuck in and done it again by ourselves to teach ourselves a lesson. You know full well that voice inside your head it's always there telling you to maybe maybe you should slow down maybe you should stop doing this it never goes away what it does is, is it becomes quieter and you're also willing to check it really quickly as well that wanting to stop like that's always there you only have to yeah. push through it once or twice to know that it's just a voice yeah. it's not actually real you know and I think yeah. that's pushing through it the first time is the hardest bit and then once you've done it a couple of times you just get faster that's all I mean going back to the like the program online I, I forget too like we've got these interviews on there with people that we we only sort of share with the online community so there's a client of mine uh, Alyssa who she just finished Everest uh, but she's done the north face and the south face she's 21 wow. yeah so she's 21 yeah she summited so she didn't go to the bottom and take pictures with everyone else she actually went to the top of it twice there's an interview with her on there and you, you forget you're speaking to a 21 year old you think you're speaking to a 30 year old who's done everything and really she makes me think every day like what have I done with my day what have I done with my life I've got a friend of mine uh, who, who writes for us now as well from Texas, Rusty, who's a, the head strength coach for a college football team, ex-Green Beret, got articles from Chris, we got articles from Harriet, stuff that you only get online as well that I go back and I watch these things. I mean, I think I would sign up for $9 a week just to watch some of the videos from Chris. So it's $9 a week, change Sorry. your life. Yeah, yeah. Well, yeah. that's it. That's two cups of coffee. Well, Sydney coffee. Sydney yeah. coffee, yeah. I think it's like Harriet then. She was like, oh, you know, it's really cool. And you watch like Kate uh, Hilliard break a world record and you're like, hang on a minute, sorry. World record, yes. Oh, yeah, she's got three world records on the ski erg. Broke her own. Yeah. She's, she's, she's going to be, no. be the yeah. first woman ever to get under seven minutes. And she's just hanging around the gym, you know, just, uh, yeah. just following the program and, and to be able to actually see that firsthand you're like oh i have no excuses like there's that barrier has been broken and she'll yeah. break it again and there's a good interview with her on there as well but you, you and this is it you're just surrounded by like real greatness in terms of these people just work really hard they're in all the time and you and you see them for what they are they're just normal people that have the ability to commit to something for a long period of time and that's it it's the same with any type of sport person who is or, or athlete that's gone to the top of their game you look back along their life and what they've done is just be consistent the entire time and yeah there's a little bit of sacrifice in there can you go out on the piss every night and work really hard the next day no so what do you cut away the excess alcohol and what happens then is that you end up finding a better way to spend your day I really enjoy beer like everyone else there's a point in your life where you've got to think about where you're spending a lot of your time as well glory tastes better than beer Kevin glory tastes better oh, than beer nice well, <laughs> I don't think that's going to make a t-shirt Harriet just quietly <laughs> 
<laughs> you got to say bacon and deadlifts or something. <laughs> Look, if, if you're out there and you want to make a change, you want to join a community, you want to be part of something special, 98gym.com, get on board. We're going to get you guys to hang around and talk about athletic eating next, if that's fine. Very happy that's to. Cool. Thanks, guys. Thank you. Thank you. Today's podcast was brought to you by our partners in Fit, Happy and Healthy, ASN, Nutrition Warehouse, DY Discount Vitamins, Fat Burners Only, Evelyn Fay, Mr. Supplement, or find a retailer online at bodyscience.com.au forward slash retailers.